Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. And welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. And with me today is Tess Scott. And here's a little bit about Tess. So Tess Scott, she is the former black sheep turned Jesus girl, is a mom of eight boys and spunky. She's Grammy with a heart above the eye to a whole slew of adorable grandkids using both humor and vulnerability. Tess shares her life as a speaker, an author, and an encourager of women. Her first book, Listen Sister, Finding Hope in the Freak Show of Life launches this June. It is a hilarious collection of short personal stories that turn awkward moments and memories into much needed encouragement. Each tale of the real life shenanigans points out glimpses of God in the everyday and directs women to the source of true joy in their stress-filled lives. Listen, sister, is real and authentic, assuring women that they are not alone. They are a part of a sisterhood. The sisterhood of laundry on the couch, cereal for dinner, yep, that's me, y'all, and mismatched socks. The sisterhood of black sheep chosen by the shepherd for extraordinary lives. Tess continues to live her life of hilariously awkward moments in Sarnia, Ontario, to the ongoing embarrassment of her family. So without further ado, please welcome Tess Scott to GEMS Podcast. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited to do this. That's it. Like, a really a spectacular introduction. Thank you. My pleasure, Tess. And I hope I did your bio justice by reading it. You did. So I want to connect with you more on a personal note and also give my audience a glimpse of who you are. So I'm going to give you two options. We could either break the ice or play a rapid fire game. Which would oh, you like? Definitely a game game girl right here okay we're going with rapid fire with Tess Scott question number one if you could have any superpower Tess what would it be hmm any superpower I would like to be invisible Mm. yeah two apple or android oh apple three favorite food cheesecake Ooh, what type of cheesecake Uh, baked any kind yeah you know not this instant stuff none of that no if we're going for it we're gonna really go for it the real deal y'all she was the real cheesecake that's right or dream car oh dream car probably like a 1960s dodge pickup truck whoops pickup truck you know that vintage looking old pickup something like that yeah five Favorite movie or TV show? 
Uh, I just hardly ever watch anything, but if I was watching a TV show, probably Parks and Rec, something funny has to be funny. It can't be serious. <laughs> just, just comedy. Sixth favorite color. Mm, maybe green, like depends on what it's for, right? If I'm wearing it, maybe Navy, but like if it was a car green for sure. Okay. Six. Mm-hmm. You could go anywhere in the world. Money was no option, but they just announced they are not flying back to your home base. Where would that be? Oh, I can't go anywhere. All my kids are here. I'm not going anywhere. No way. I mean, they don't live with me anymore, so I want to come back. Okay. There was probably a time I would have, I would have liked that offer, but not today. Okay. Eight. If you could go back in time and give yourself a piece of advice, what would it be? Mm. I think I would want to know that it's never too late. Okay. Nine. Why the number eight? Did you plan on having eight boys or did it just happen? (laughs) I did not plan on having eight boys. No, it happened. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Ten. This is the pass or play question. If you play, I ask one last question. If you pass, you get to ask me a question you want to know about the host. Hmm. I will pass so I can ask you a question. Yes. What was your favorite podcast episode that you've done? Ooh, there's so many good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess one of my favorites right now is Tara Bradley. She came on and talked about infertility. And I mm-hmm. thought that was really good to hear because um, my husband and I tried to conceive for a while and it just didn't happen. And I guess it was because I was putting pressure on my body and then bam, when we least expected it, I found out that I was pregnant and I was literally in denial. I took four pregnancy tests and it became real whenever we were at the OB and there, she's like, oh, there's the baby. And I'm like, there is like a baby <laughs> even after all those positive tests <laughs> yeah because I just wanted to you know be sure and yeah so I always tell people after you go through so much tragic like um I had a year and a half that was a horrendous hell of a show um lost my dad lost my corporate job from oil and gas and then both of my grandmothers all within a year and a half and I was like okay being um on the expecting side where you're bringing life into the world. I think that's incredible. So I, I tell people Mm. my sunshine is coming out via my baby. (laughs) Yeah. I think there's so much value in, in encouraging people once you've been there, you know, if you can, now you can share with people who are on that journey now and how much encouragement that will be for them. Absolutely. And so I'm just super excited. And I guess my one tip of advice that I would leave um, with people is don't put so much pressure on your body because then that can stress you out. And you may think that you're doing something amazing, but at the right time, it will happen. And you never know when the time is right. Like no one prepares you for parenthood and there's no um, playbook. There's no handbook. You just have to go with your intuition mm-hmm. and have grace and mercy. Yeah. <laughs> and pray a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Tess, let's segue into what you're doing now. Has there been a challenge in your life that you face 
that um, inspired you and sparked you to embark on this journey that you're on. And listeners and viewers, you'll find out why I asked this question. Well, there has been, like, I'm old. I'm in my, well, I think I'm old. I'm older than you. I'm in my 50s, late 50s. So, you know, there's been lots of things in my life that have been trials and and uh, not easy times. And I've been married, you know, in my past, I was married a few times, more than once or twice. And, uh, you know, and it's not something that I'm like, yay, these were, you know, I'm so glad that happened. I'm not, but I lived through those times and God brought me through them and I changed and learned things, you know, and um, the last time, like I thought life was going along kind of skippity boo, you know, and um, back in about 2012 and my husband at the time, Rick came to me and said that he wasn't in love with me anymore. He was leaving. I mean, it was longer conversation than that, but that's like the short version of it. And I was devastated because like, I was finally like, I was living for God and I'm going to church and I think everything's all lined up and life is great. And uh, yeah, so that was horrible news as you can imagine. And so I was begging God that that would not happen. Like, do not let him leave. I don't want to be on my own again again I don't want to the shame of it because there's still a lot of shame in that like you know and uh, but yet he did and it was devastating and it was terrible to get through and I learned a lot though right so I can say I'm thankful for that time because it changed me and how God like what he did during that time and what I learned fast so we actually got divorced like permanently divorced and then three years later after the divorce my husband started talking to me, which in itself was weird. And then, you know, our, we started dating and then we got remarried. Like how much does that freak you out? Wow. That is interesting. So you got divorced, then he came back into your life. Um, You started courting and dating, and then you rekindled and got remarried. Um, Did you, ever suspect that was something that was going to happen or you just felt like okay my intuition and where we both are in our life this just makes sense no I mean I knew it could happen like I believe God does miracles all the time I knew he could do it but he doesn't always choose to so I didn't know if he would but I prayed every day that he would that it would happen but most of the time like if I was texting Rick like let's say my youngest son who at that time was like about 12 like 11, 12, um, I would text and say, you know, he's got basketball, blah, blah, blah. He wouldn't even answer me. Like he wouldn't even answer my text. So we didn't have any kind of a relationship. Like we didn't fight. He just disappeared. Well, he was here. Like he saw our son, but he was in no, he wasn't interested in having a relationship with me at all. So I met him after we were apart for a year and said, I really want to work on our relationship. Like can we go to counseling? Like, are you interested in that? Cause otherwise, like, I don't know, I'm not going to date anyone else until we're divorced. I'm not going to, you know, I I don't want to move on, but in another way, I think like it's been a year and I haven't even seen you. And he's like, Nope, I'm good. I'm not interested. I don't want anything to do with you. So yeah, I wasn't, I didn't see it coming. (laughs) Let's say that I did not see this coming and it wasn't easy. 
It wasn't just like, yeah, hey, you want to get back together? Sure. You know, like when you're 15, because um, there was lots of things we had to work through, right? Lots of um, baggage that we had and lots of counseling and lots of talking, but it was worth it. It was so worth it. And thank you for sharing that, because the same thing happens um, no matter what age um, you are. And I'll kind of just share my my story a little bit here and then we'll jump back to you, Tess. So when me and my now husband were dating, um, he broke up with me four times because he's like, you're very bossy, you're very controlling. And it's because I come from a male dominated field. Like my background is oil and gas and energy. I work with a ton of males a day and I like what I like. And I have certain projects that I'm delivering on and I just don't have time to sugarcoat things and play games. So sometimes I could come across as very aggressive, but not in a harmful way, just as a in a very stern way and just very direct. Or some people may say blunt, but I don't mean any harm by it. So I tell people, you have to get to know me to really understand where I'm coming from. And I also think it's part of my cultural background. My dad was South American and my mom is West Indian. She's Caribbean. So we are very direct people. In yeah, a sense, yeah. but we are very lovable people and we will give you the shirt off of our back or whatnot. But when it comes time to get business done, we want to get business done in a diplomatic, effective and efficient way. And I told people there was one day where he broke up and I said, you know what? relationships are always going to have challenges no matter how old we are there is an age gap we're eight years apart so my husband's older than than I am and I was like you're not you're not there to make me feel like I'm less than just like I'm not there to make you feel less than we're there to compliment each other you're there to be my boas my rib and if we can't come to terms of this then maybe this is not going to work but what really helped us was going to premarital counseling so we did 12 weeks and that is a hell of a long time I'm like 12 weeks but I learned so much about him that I would not have even thought to ask in 12 yeah. weeks. And it was just these different questions that they were asking. And I'm like, wow, it was so insightful, but it was so real. Like we talked about finances. We talked about love languages. We talked about the list goes on and on and on. And I tell people when you love someone, you will make sacrifices for that individual, but you have to remember that you aren't there to control that person. You're there to compliment them and do life together and do it as a partnership. And even when you get married, you should still continue to date um, the other person in the relationship. So you could keep that spark, uh, whether it's intimacy, whether it's just the intellectual connectivity or whatever. So I want to thank you, Tess, for just sharing that mm-hmm. because we do have the generation gaps age-wise and we're both adding value to the conversation there. Mm-hmm. And um, now that you guys rekindle, are y'all still married today? We are. We're, we're still married today. So it's, it's a record. No, I'm just kidding. Is it? <laughs> yeah, we are. We're still married today. So I want to tell you one other thing that happened. So um, we got married on September 9th of 2016. And on September 30th of that year, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So at the time, I thought, what? Like, God, are you kidding me? Like you just gave me my marriage, my man, like, you know, our life is great and all these things and, you know, all this stuff. And, and then this, like, I thought this is the worst timing in the whole world. 
And what I learned though, like, you know, not at that day, but over time was that it, that timing allowed Rick to show that he loved me, right? He took care of me. He, the kids saw him taking care of me. He got to prove he loved me. I mean, it was really difficult, like cancer. I mean, cancer is never not difficult. I think we all agree, but it allowed, like if he would have said, if, it, if the timing was different, let's just pretend the timing was different. And the year before I got cancer and he came and said to me, hey, Tess, I really want to get back together now. I would have been, uh-uh, that is not happening. There is no way. I would not have trusted him, right? So neither of us saw this happening. And, and it was still hard. I mean, I had, you know, I had to have a mastectomy. I lost my hair because of chemo. And so you're in a very vulnerable position. I couldn't control anything. I was sick. I mean, he had to look after me and he didn't sign up for this, you know, and I often went into that, like, you didn't sign up for this. You didn't know you were going to have a wife, you know, that's going to have no hair and all this. And he was like, well, I married you knowing that we are going to grow old together. And one of us is definitely going to someday have to look after the other one. Wow. That's that's what he signed up for. And that I feel like whenever you go through hard situations in your relationships that are unpredictable and you can't control them, it tests your relationship to see how you're going to get through it because you begin to work together versus working against mm -hmm. one another. So I want to thank you so much for sharing that test because I know that is vulnerable to share and kind of think about what happened in the past because I tell people you can't go back and rewrite the past just like you can't hurry up and fast forward into the future, but you can be very present in the now and take life um, how it happens to you because it just doesn't happen to you. But I like to say it happens for you, for you to grow mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And how you react to certain situations is what's going to help you get through those uncharted territories and the the lows in life because everyone has highs and lows and I tell people hey we're on a hell of a ride and it's called a roller coaster and that roller yeah. coaster is called life you never yeah. know how you're gonna feel whenever it's going up that that mm -hmm. steepness and then it just drops you because it may feel different on each ride you get on but it's gonna happen and you just yeah. need to know how to deal with it. So I know just hearing about the marriages, the divorces, the rekindling, what led you to writing your book? Well, um, after all of these things happened, <laughs> you know, people often would say to me, oh my goodness, you should write a book because I did so many embarrassing things. And it's just, I'm just one of those people, you know, you could ask my kids, they would probably not admit that they are my kids, but <laughs> it's all fun. Right. <laughs> so I tell them, um, but people would often say, oh, you should write a book because of whatever, because your marriage was um, reconciled or, and I felt like God was saying, you know, he, he wanted me to share my story to encourage women. Like you said, there's not value in looking back at your life um, and kind of going through all the mistakes and beating yourself up. And the enemy wants me to feel like I can't do anything good, but that's not the truth. There's value in looking back if I'm learning from it and I'm moving ahead, right? So I write in my book, there's one story that 
is about that, that my son said to me, you know, you're never going to get anywhere. If you keep looking back, mom, you have to look ahead. Um, so I felt like God wanted me to write. And then I would go to church. The pastor would talk about, you know, sharing your story. And then I'd listen to the, um, radio station and there'd be a song. It'd be like, Tess, listen to God, you know, or something like that. And like, I just knew, I knew that I knew and, and I was scared. So I was trying to bargain like, yeah, okay. I know what you're saying, but I don't want to do it because there's someone better to do it. And eventually I listened and, and started writing a little bit and, and um, yeah, so I won't tell you the whole story, but I ended up quitting work um, and and uh, writing and did a, a um, what do you call it? A book proposal. That's the word. And sent it in and got a contract with Morgan James. And here we are like one year later. So it's kind of crazy. That is amazing. And I love how you took what happened to you and you used it for your good because it's not just for tests, but it's about yeah. the other people that are going to read your story because you had to go through it because it was the breakthrough. It broke you, but you made it through to the other side. And now that you're on the other side, you could share those testaments, that testimony and help somebody else who may be in the vein of things. Even though it may not necessarily be their stories, there may be some similarities and parallels that can help them level up and find that hope to keep on going. Because when life happens, sometimes we just want to throw in the towel, but it's not the time to throw in the towel because as long as you're still living and breathing, you're still here for a reason. And mm -hmm. your reason is to really fulfill your destiny assignment, the calling on your life and walk out your purpose. Yes. Yeah. And it's not even about the big story. You know, for me, I think it's not even about the big story of my life, but all the little stories in between, right? I want to encourage young moms that like today seems like it's going to be a million years long because all you hear is mom, 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 mommy, mom, mom, all day long. And it feels like I'm going to go insane and I can only get one minute of quiet when I'm in the bathroom and I lock the door and then they're banging at it, you know, but those days aren't going to last forever. It feels like they will. I get it. I remember that, but it, but they really won't. You know, and I, and I want to encourage women that nobody's life is perfect, right? So if you're looking at life on Instagram and you think that that's what life is like, that your friends have these perfect houses with the pumpkin on the porch and the wreath on the door, and it's all perfect and pretty, you know, that's the outside. But if you open that door and walk in their house, there's laundry on their couch, just like you. None of us have perfect lives. Absolutely. So you just have to know what's real. And I tell people that's one of the things I like to do, have real raw conversations like you and I are having tests, because there's so much fluff on social media on TV. Mm -hmm. And I've heard, okay, you think about tel television, it tells you a vision of what they want you to buy into just like social media. They're not always going to post their bad days, they're going to post when they're looking spectacular when they feel mm -hmm. like a million bucks. But behind closed doors, you don't know yeah. what's going on in their house or whatnot. And I have a big spot in my heart for authors. I'm an author as well. And sometimes it's not easy to write down your truths, but you know, it's necessary because it's not just about you, but it's about how are you going to make an imprint? And is that imprint going to drive an impact for you to be the world changer you destined to be? That's right. That's right. And I share truthfully, 
and very vulnerably, but with humor. So that allows me to say it, right? That allows me to say, yes, I walked out into this crowd full of people and my skirt was tucked in my pants. Like, I don't know. These are the things that happen to people. Absolutely. And on that note, I want to interject with just these brief song lyrics really quick, Tess, and I want you to share how they speak to you. It's a song um, called Overcomer by Mandisa. And it says, uh, one of the lyrics says, whatever it is you may be going through, I know he's not going to let it get the best of you. You're an overcomer. Stay in the fight until the final round. You're not going under because God is holding you right now. You might be down for a moment feeling like it's hopeless. That's when he reminds you that you're an overcomer. You're an overcomer. Everybody's been down, hit the bottom, hit the ground. Oh, you're not alone. Just take a breath. Don't forget, hang on to his promises. He wants you to know. And that's all I'm going to read. How has that spoken to you and some of the situations that you've been through? Yeah. First of all, I love that song. And it, well, that reminds me of, you know, the worst of the worst times with my face in the green carpet of my bedroom and just begging God and not thinking, not believing that there could be anything good come out of that. Like just feeling like the world is crashing around me and what could possibly even happen that was good. Like, like everything just seemed so dark at that time. And it's hard to even believe that anything good can come out of it. But now, you know, later when you can look back and see it, and I think I can encourage other women who are going through this. And I ask God every day to open my eyes to see other people like he sees them and to see other women, especially who need to be encouraged, you know, that, that their life isn't always going to be like this, whatever it is, whether it's cancer, whether it's rejection, you know, not everybody's been through divorce, but lots of people have been through rejection. Absolutely. And I'm so glad that you're encouraging other women. And I think it's powerful when we as women could come together because sometimes they feel like women are so catty and everything is a competition. But instead of seeing it as a competition, see it as a way to compliment and collaborate so Mm -hmm. we could do life together. And I think that's why there are life groups. That's why there's community building Mm -hmm. and et cetera, because we aren't meant to do life alone. We're meant to do life in a community, kind of like the sentiment that says it takes a village to raise a child, but it also takes that village to ensure that everyone is taken care of. Yeah. And that's what we're called to do is to live in community. Yeah. Yeah. And so Tess, as we begin to wind down, because I want to be respectful of our time today, I want you to leave the audience with your call to action. Do you want to give them a challenge? What action steps do you want them to take? Or maybe there's just a quote or sentiment that has been laid on your heart in this moment to just share it so it could inspire them or motivate them to take that leap of faith or walk out their journey. Hmm. Um, when I knew that that was what God wanted me to do, and I felt strongly, but I was scared. I went to uh, an event and a woman, Carol Kent was a speaker. And she looked right at me and she said, you know what God wants you, you to do. 
and you are scared. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you advice. And I was like, all right, I'm here. I thought she looked right at me and she said, do it scared. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That just kind of gave me like goosebumps and chills because mm-hmm. so many times we allow um, fear and we allow being scared to condition us to the point where we are crippled. And if we're crippled, then those dreams and visions are going to end up in the graveyard because we were too afraid to ignite them here on earth. So thank you so much for sharing that test to do it scared. And now plug your website where they could connect with you and where you primarily hang out on social media. Yeah. Well, my website is tessscott.com. Three S's in the middle there. You can go on there, have a look at what's going on. Send me a message on the contact there. Um, Also, I'm on Facebook and Instagram as Listen Sister Encouragement. So yeah, find me, hook it up. Woo! And I will make sure I have all of those um, links in the show notes, y'all, so you can connect with Tess Scott. And I want to encourage you with this lyric, because I want y'all to be unstoppable. And these are the lyrics from Corin Hawthorne, not Genesis Amaris Kemp. It says, I put my armor on, show you how strong I am. I put my armor on, I'll show you that I am. I'm unstoppable. I'm a Porsche with no brakes. I'm invincible. Yeah, I win every single game. I'm so powerful. I don't need batteries to play. I'm so confident. Yeah, I'm unstoppable today. And it says unstoppable today, unstoppable today, unstoppable today. I'm unstoppable today. And I want you all to think about that sentiment and know that you are unstoppable. You are unstoppable when you take that first step. You are unstoppable when you pitch to that client. You are unstoppable when you recite your gratitude and you live in optimism versus pessimistic. You are unstoppable when you shift your mindset and you scrub away that negative thinking and you interject new programming and you get a new paradigm. You are unstoppable because you are a masterpiece and you were created for such a time as this. Listen to the words that Tess shared in this segment and hear how she faced trials and tribulations, but those trials and tribulations turned into her story of triumph, testament, and testimony. And now she's helping other people just by going through the hurts and struggle. It was a hell of a ride, but what did she learn from it and how did she grow from it? So remind yourself that you are unstoppable and you are in it to win it. You just have to start. So I challenge you to subscribe to this podcast and share this segment. We are on 40 plus platforms. Connect with us for all things video content by following us at Gems with the Genesis of Mars Kemp for um, videos at YouTube. And lastly, but not least, we wouldn't be ranked in the top 3% out of 2.8 million podcasts globally without supporters like you. So I thank you for continuing to support myself and the amazing guests that come on. And we are looking for brand sponsors. Space is limited but we're here to continue the mission of GEMS podcast. 
to bring educational topics, inspiration, and motivation while we bridge the gap for diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, because we all matter. And there is a reason why we need to come together to create a space to make this world a better place. So until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Go do something scared and take the first step. You got this. As Nike says, just do it. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at gems, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.